Hi, this is Luis Carlos Pineda from Loud and Proud Orlando. I want to thank you for listening to us through Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Help us grow our purple community by following us on all our social media outlets. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're also available on YouTube as Loud and Proud Orlando. We're available on Instagram as Pineda underscore O-R-L. We're available on Facebook as Loud and Proud Orlando. And on Twitter as LPO underscore podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And vamos Orlando.
Welcome, everyone. This is Loud and Proud Orlando. It's Monday, July the 18th, 8.39 p.m. Thank you so much uh, to everybody that's online right now. We're about 10 people live. Thank you so much for your support. Uh, before we start, we have a lot to talk about. Uh, two draws, uh, two points um, out of uh, six possible points. A lot to talk about uh, regarding uh, Orlando City's performance. Um uh, a lot of people mentioning Pareja, also what's going to happen with Oscar Pareja. We're going to talk what's coming next for Orlando, the road towards the playoffs. Is, we're heading towards that now as well. Uh, and um, Nicolás Joaquini, right? That's um, uh, the next OCSC striker that apparently the club is targeting. He's on his way to the United States from France. To sign his deal with Orlando City, 22-year-old U.S. men's national team striker. Uh, let's see. You know, we're going to discuss that and more. See if he's a good fit for Orlando. Uh, what other targets do we have? Also, right? Uh, drop us a comment. Subscribe to the channel. Uh, before we start, I want to encourage everyone to to obviously um, subscribe to our Twitter account at LPO underscore podcast, go to our Facebook or YouTube, click on the notification bell for all notifications and also, um, you know, keep supporting us. Right. Also, I want to thank uh, Moraima, right. Uh, I want to just give her a shout out. Uh, we, we did a redo on our logo and I wanted to thank her personally for such great job she did. And, uh, you know, much love to her and her family and, and everything. Thank you so much for always supporting us Moraima from, from the bottom of our hearts for sure. And, uh, you know, again, you know, drop us a comment and we'll read all of them, right? We'll read all of the comments. So thank you so much again. And uh, Dave, how are you, my friend? Two, uh, two draws. Uh, what are your thoughts from the get-go? Disappointing, uh, you know, when you're leading to concede, you know, it's, um, I always say that on ties, if you are the team that ties the game, you sort of leave like in, you know, a good mood. But if you're the team that allows the tie to happen, it feels sort of like like a, like a loss. I don't know. I don't know how to describe that feeling. Uh, but yeah, uh, I I join you in uh, thanking our friend Moraima for the logo. I believe he has a name already, Pepito. So right. there we go. And um, obviously, we're gonna be talking about what happened in Colorado, what happened in Atlanta. I would like to mention OCB. Uh, came from behind after being down three goals to win it 4-3 uh, at Chicago. So that very impressive. A um, lot of love for the guys. Also, I would like to uh, thank uh, uh, this uh, user, Twitter user. Uh, she has been around for a very long time, at Anna Ken. That's Anna Kennedy. Uh, she uh, broke the news of our newest signing, accidentally she just found herself in the same flight as this new Orlando city player back to the U S and I uh, took everybody by surprise. So uh, she's super excited about that. And, and I told her, I said, you should, because uh, this podcast has tried and everybody, everybody that covers Orlando city has tried to find who we are signing. And, and there was nothing out there. And anytime we've been out in public, you guys always try to ask us, and, you know, unfortunately, uh, we have to say no. So we are going to be talking about that. And last, uh, Paola and I were at the uh, OC Fan TV um, uh, 
watch party yesterday. There was about, you know, a, a nice, a nice group of about forty people there. There was a lot of people that I didn't recognize uh, that definitely were not listeners of our pod. Um, talked to a few people. Uh, it was pretty cool, pretty exciting. Uh, Tin Roof is a great venue uh, over there on I Drive, so I encourage everybody um, to to attend to one of the watch parties. Uh, the guys do a great job. And uh, hopefully they will have another one this year, but I believe this might be the last one. So anyhow, um, it was good to see Paola, her her fiance. We we had a we had a great time talking about the game and 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 things like that. So with that, I gave the microphone to Paola. Good to be back, guys. Like every Monday, about the result, better than nothing. Let's leave it like that. It it was a bittersweet. Um, I don't have any comments about the Colorado game. I didn't, I didn't watch it since the beginning. I was doing work stuff and then, <clears throat> sorry. Um, I just watched Facundo goal, that beautiful goal. And then, ah, we considered a goal, beautiful goal anyways. Um, but better than nothing, we walk out with a point and then yesterday win another point, um, at least. Dwyer didn't score. Joseph Martinez didn't score. It is what it is. We move on. But I spent the afternoon with David and then with the um, OCV uh, TV fan. I had a good time. So it was a good weekend. Glad to be yeah, here again. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, I mean, unfortunately, because of work and because of, uh, you know, things I had to attend, I couldn't go to the, the party, unfortunately. But there'll be a time, I'm sure, I'll be able to meet everyone there. Um, yeah, you know, definitely appreciate it. and uh, the support you guys uh, provide the the outlet and uh, as well to the club to being very receptive on on our content. So thank you so much. Uh, to talk a little bit about Colorado, uh, first and foremost, I want to thank uh, Maria Alejandra Rodriguez. She is a colleague of mine. Uh, we covered, um, you know, the U.S. Women's National Team at some point. Um, she's from this website in Colombia called Femina Football. That talks about women's uh, women's soccer and and uh, we met there and she recently moved to Colorado and she was able to take some pictures for us, so I want to definitely thank her for that. Um, she was there and uh, I also want to give uh, thanks to you know Colorado Rapids Communications because they accredited uh, her really fast. Uh, they already knew who we were, so definitely um, appreciate um, the buzz that we're having throughout the league. Uh, it's very important for us to be recognized as an outlet outside of Orlando. So definitely appreciate that uh, to all the people in Colorado that were very nice to her. Um, it was, uh, I, you know, Colorado, a lot of people don't mention it. It's a very good team. Uh, you know, it, it was not going to be easy to face Colorado and to face uh, Atlanta back to back. Again, yes, there's a lot of things to improve. Uh, for sure, it's still the same things um, that we've been mentioning in the show, you know, episode after episode. One common denominator, though, I'm going to say is Pedro Galese. I, I, I really want to hope that the club has his renewal, his contract ready to go for him to sign because... Nothing to take away from all the other two keepers that we have in the club. But he is, if he wasn't for Peru and going to fight his for his country, 
he definitely would be the best keeper in the, in the MLS right now. Uh, he saved both games for Orlando City, in my opinion. He was uh, the best player on, on both games. Um, and that, that level of performance is not just something that should be said from, you know, like me just saying it. It has to be um, rewarded uh, with a better contract. Um, I know that I'm maybe stepping on people's toes right now, but um, time is sticking. He loves this city. He loves Orlando. His family is very happy here. But also, I mean, look at the performances he's delivering, right? Um, that needs to be taken care of right away. Um, it needs to be announced as well promptly because you don't want another club with a lot of money, you know, to put him, put him against the ropes and put more cash on it. Because, you know, in the end, this is a career, right? And you have to make the right decisions for your family. So uh, I commend uh, Pedro Alessio for such a great performance. Uh, Colorado was has always been a tough team. Um, in, in my opinion, um, Orlando, you know, Torres becoming influential right there with, with the goal. Uh, Antonio Carlos being back, I think um, – He's one of the top center backs in the MLS. If he didn't get injured, uh, he played the night, the whole 90 minutes. And uh, he definitely was the tandem in, in defense on that game. He had seven clearances, two blocks, one tackle, two interceptions. Those are fantastic numbers for somebody that hasn't played in a long time. Right. Um, also, um, we have a depth issue. You know, I, I do believe that. You know, we have a depth issue in, in, in the sense that we, our subs are not being, in a, you know, impactful in the game. You know, um, when the substitutions are made, made, you know, the subs are not really making a lot of noise. And I think that that is shows uh, uh, when it comes to the lack of finishing and the lack of attacking. And again, you know, uh, there's some players that, are definitely the rotation that is working for them. And one of them is Kyle Smith, in my opinion. And uh, Teshua Kindele does work when you want to play defensively, but not when you want to make it your starting striker. Uh, I think that's a mistake at that point, in my opinion. Uh, but when you make them come in on the second half to contain the game or to, how you call it, park the bus, right, or play defensively, he excels on that level, in my opinion. Now, uh, another common denominator, and then I give the mic to Dave, uh, on both games, but I'll start with Colorado, is Mauricio Pereira. Whoever said, I don't care what platform it is, that said that this guy's trash, I hope, I hope <laughs> the seven plagues hit him. Because if it wasn't for Mauricio Pereira, Orlando right now would not have any attacking prowess in, in the attacking third. He is detrimental for Orlando City. You take him away, the team falls apart in the mid. So, I mean, I mean, the goal he scored, obviously, superb against Atlanta, but then in Colorado too, he was shining. So, Dave, what are your thoughts on on this Colorado game? Absolutely. First to correct you, uh Luis, it's 10 plagues. 10 plagues. Oh, and 10 I know plagues. it's 10 plagues. I know cuz uh, every every year during Passover we count them. So anyways, 
Um, My bad. I failed. No, no, it's all good, brother. It's all good. I just want to add the extra plagues to the idiots uh, making uh, those type of things. (laughs) Uh, No, in all seriousness, guys. Uh, So uh, Colorado, uh, we said this this last last time, last Monday, is a very difficult place to play. It's the second hardest place to play in North America after uh, Mexico City. Uh, Is... uh, the altitude is a factor, in my opinion. Uh, several of the miscues that our players had were due to that. Uh, players like Facundo, uh, like um, like uh, Cara and um, and Araujo, who are new to MLS, are used to flatlands because Uruguay and the part of Austria were. Uh, got us from it's it's just completely flat. I know people associate Austria with the sound of music, but that's the westernmost part of the country, and there's no first division teams in that area. So you got to remember that you know when you're playing in Austria, uh, first division, you're playing only where the teams are located, and they are mostly in the eastern part of the country. So you know this this was an experience for them, for many of them, uh, to play in altitude. Um, disappointing a golazo from uh, Facundo Torres, plain and simple. Uh, my concern is that usually when we score early, it means that we have to defend for most of the game because we're just not getting that second goal. Our highest uh, scoring game has been against DC. It was three goals and we lost. So imagine that. Um, then after that, um, conceding to CJ Sapong to me, it's I mean, it's bad, but CJ Sapong is such a great player. Part of me gets frustrated at the fact that this journeyman striker who who goes out there and delivers every single time and who was part of uh, uh, Zaloni of Orlando City in USL, we didn't, we didn't make any attempts to, to, to snatch him out of the market. Um, he, just, he just did what he had to do. He scored. Uh, uh, in oh, sorry, it was it? Uh, no, it was Zardes. What am I talking about? It was Zardes. Oh, Jesse uh, Zardes. Yeah, Jesse, yeah, right. uh, Zardes. Um, you know, former national team. Uh, so forget what I just said. <laughs> Not former national team, great, great player, and uh, very dangerous. They, 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 they scored. Now, if I take anything out of it, you know, I, I, I also join, um, Luis, when it comes to Pedro Galeza, Pedro Galeza saved us from from being defeated. If you look at Colorado, Colorado, who's not a playoff team, went and defeated 2-0 uh, over the weekend, uh, LA Galaxy, which right now LA Galaxy yeah. is riding it's, high. It's hot. Yeah. It's hot. But if you if you go watch the highlights, it, this past two games have been Pedro Galeza's uh, uh, highlight reel to the front office saying, I am worth every penny you have paid me and every penny that you should be paying me. Uh, A lot of people are like, well, we don't need a a DP um, goalkeeper, and I don't really want to pay him a lot of money. Listen, whatever the team has to do, we have to do it with Pedro Alesso on goal. I mean, the the saves at Colorado were one thing. The saves at Atlanta. 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 We're incredible. We're incredible. When 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 you have a team, and, and I don't want to get ahead because obviously Paola hasn't hasn't said her uh, her impressions of Colorado. But when you see the opposition, Atlanta, a place that has no love for us, 
how they how the op opposition talks to Pedro, they talk with yeah. with a respect and a professionalism, um, because they know that scoring against Pedro Alese, it's it's very difficult. It's it you know you have I mean you have to be at the top of your game, um, and uh, that that's pretty much it. I'll leave it at that. Um, Tyena Colorado, disappointing. I wish we would have won, uh, but. You know, we got to take the point. We got to move on. Obviously, we did over the weekend. And we're going to talk about that next. Hola. I agree with what you just said, David. Um, I got home at the minute when they tied. I didn't watch when Sardis um, scored. I was confused. I was like, wait, what? We were just winning. What happened? And then I watched the goal. And I was like, ugh, typical of us um, letting the other team score. But um the audacity of not letting galese on the mls team uh, all-star all-star week whatever of this week but we can let that in the few minutes to talk about it but anyways he was um team of the week um because of his performance in colorado um and if because of him we we would have lost That's that's the um that's the reality because the little that I watched, he saved a few um attempts. Um another thing, it I get frustrated because I, I want I, I I I want to win. And typically away because we need to secure the three points is hard. Um like you say, Luis, Colorado is not it's not an easy it's not easy, period. The altitude, Urso, you can see Urso in the end. He was he was having issues running. And I was like, ooh, Urso again. Normally he he's running all the places around. He was having issues. So it is what it is. We stole a point. I'm not going into details because I, I didn't watch the entire game. But I know that Galese had a, 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 a heck of performance. I love what I saw about the golazo of Faku. I want to see that more of those set pieces. And we cannot like settle with these in the beginning. Like like the, David said, like we're settling settling in the beginning when we scored um in the in the beginning of the of the of the game. I, I know that I know that looking in in this, you know, this is a four four one one or a four or 4-4-2, but converted as a Pato being a, a 10, you know, um, playing the 10. But it's a 4-4-1-1. Um, you know, this is a defensively mindset game from the get-go. You can tell by having four mids, four defenses, you know, and literally your only striker is Tesho Akindele. Now, Alexandre Pato could take the ball and maybe go to the right and be a second striker right there, or he can go to the left and be a second striker and Tisha could go to the right. Um, but, you know, this is not a, I'm going to, you know, come out and, 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 and get the game from the get-go. This is uh, being very conservative in, in defense, and I think we're putting a lot of pressure on our defense. I uh, was putting a lot of pressure on having outstanding performances on Pedro Galese. And, but from the attacking third, we're not generating anything. 
And we, this is something that is very, uh, we have to definitely, uh, you know, Orlando needs to keep, you know, take a look at, you know, just to give you an, an idea. And I wrote this here, um, you know, or, the, Orlando has only scored two goals in the last five games, you know, uh, in, in just, so two goals in just five games this season. And um, in the last 11, uh, they've only done it three times. So, I mean, when you have that, you know, unfortunately, um, it, it, you know, you, you, you're not creating place. I mean, you are creating with Mauricio there. You have to create because he's, the, he's like a magician when it comes to creating attacking plays. But we're not taking advantage of set pieces. We're not taking advantage. So we lack depth in attack wholeheartedly. And I know Gaston Gonzalez is not a, it's not up yet. It's not it's not available. But and I know next season looks promising. But you know this is a long season, right? And Orlando needs to make the playoffs. Uh, I do still hope that Orlando will make the playoffs. I, I do have a lot of. Um, I'm very positive on, on Orlando making playoffs. I cannot right now say like other people that are talking saying, well, I, you know if you know if things are, are, are going wrong. Uh, uh, Playoffs are non-existent here. Um, no, uh, we I, we cannot jump into conclusions. It's disrespectful to tell somebody like Facundo Torres you're not going to make playoffs. This is disrespectful of somebody to Antonio Carlos tell them you're probably not going to make playoffs. Who are you to tell them you're, they're not going to make playoffs? I believe that every single player in that particular team wants to make playoffs. The whole problem that I see here is we just our depth, man. You know, we, we need somebody there. So here it comes. Nicolas Giochini. Gioacchini. I want to know and I want to say that he's definitely going to be the, the striker, Orlando, right? It, it's, it's coming in to just start, too, with Kara, right? There's going to be games for Kara. There's going to be games for Gioacchini. Now, he could play the wing, too, and that's fantastic because we need some play, plays on the wing as well. But... Is he a player that's going to make a huge impact right away? Or are people are going to jump into conclusions and then crucify him once he doesn't score in the first four games? So, so, so we have to be honest here. You know, we have to be completely honest. So if there's a new player coming in, um, I, I want to th think that the, the, that the front office has already evaluated him and he's ready to go. Now, we need more depth. I think we need a one more defender, in my opinion. In my opinion, I think we need one more defender. I don't know. What are your thoughts there, Dave, regarding that? No, absolutely. Uh, a little bit on uh, Nicolas Gioacchini, uh, born in Kansas City, Missouri, KCMO. Uh, he's going to be 22 here on the 25th of July. Uh, I, I watched some video on the kid, fluent in French. I was surprised. I was very, very amazed how he took on the language. I mean, he he can he did interviews no problem. Um, he's of uh, Jamaican Italian ancestry. The uh, the team where he was at, Cayenne. Uh, hopefully, I'm pronouncing that correctly. Had 49 appearances, six goals. Then he was sent on loan to Montpellier uh, with 28 appearances, zero goals, and then to Montpellier B, three appearances, four goals, and for the United States, eight appearances. And three uh, goals. Uh, so, you know, like you said, um, 
Signing somebody is better than signing nobody. Uh, I know people want names because obviously uh, other clubs have done so. Uh, we don't know if those names are going to pan out. We just got to concentrate on our house, our our journey to the playoffs, and uh, obviously to, to Open Cup. Uh, I got to tell you, these are the um, these are the stats for the Colorado game. Obviously, Facundo Torres goal on the 22nd minute. 65th minute for Sardis. Uh, shots, 19 for Colorado, 12 for Orlando City. Seven on target for Colorado, four for Orlando City. Possession, 51% for Colorado, 49 for Orlando. Chances created, four for uh, Colorado, zero for us. It's concerning. And corners, five for Colorado and four for us. Um, you know, a game... That uh, again, Pedro Alice kept us in. We definitely have to make some moves, my friends. We have some, we had a little room. Uh, when press, uh, Luis Musi has said, has said that, uh, you know, that we are not gonna be, be making huge signings because obviously where our roster is right now, mind you, we are one of the uh, lowest rosters, you know, we're spending less money and that's not necessarily a bad thing guys that's not you know we, we we are getting quality without selling mortgaging the the farm basically what i'm trying to say and uh you know nicholas here young kid uh talented obviously enough talent to go to europe unfortunately he he couldn't get uh playing time he has aspirations of the national team uh and uh you know we're getting him on a free I, I'm excited about this one um, because some of our greatest signings have been on freeze. Some of our greatest signings have been on freeze. Some of the, 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 the legendary uh, players that people chant their names and uh, when things go bad, they're like, oh, I wish we still had so-and-so or this other guy, whatever. Those, those are the guys that come on freeze. Um, and uh, I wish them the best. And like you said, Luis, we have to be very cautious because – we can't, you know, we can be firing from the hip, you know. It, we 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 can't have the slatter moment where the guy comes in first game, throws a golazo. Right, right. No. That's not right. everybody's that, and we have to, uh, you know, young kid, young kid too. We have to allow him to meet his, to meet the, his teammates, to get acclimated, uh, uh, acclimated to Orlando and to the, our playing style, et cetera, et cetera. And, again, uh, I have some information on how the, the, the season is going to be playing out uh, that we're going to be discussing. And uh, and you guys are going to see that not everything is gloom and doom. Uh, we still have great opportunities to make the playoffs where that will be determined by the team itself. So let's, let's listen, let's support the kid. He's here. He's here in Orlando tonight. So we'll see what, what happens. Paola? Let's, uh, yeah, go ahead, Paola. Hey, like David said, it's better than nothing. We were so quiet that I was concerned. And I, I was talking to David yesterday. I was like, I don't know. This silence is like, it's worrying me. And then this morning I saw Twitter. I was like, whoo, all eyes on this kid. So I don't know anything about this player. I'm going to be honest. But it's better than nothing. I hope he will get acclimated with the team as soon as possible i'm not expecting five goals in the first game i'm not expecting the first one goal not like 
it's better than nothing. It's better of what we have right now. Let's the kid the kid play with the team. So let's see. Let's see what what he does. Sure. Uh, let's let's read some comments. Uh, Marco Antonio says, "Para qué traen un delantero mejor fishing a un defensa? Why are you bringing a striker? Better you sign a defender." That's what he we said. Need both. Yeah, Mark Rodriguez, saludos a los tres. Un saludo, Mark. How you doing, Mark? Hello. Dennis Simmons, this is Vega Lese. Carries ineffective with lack of service in Papi system. Want to see more of Pato. Oh, I agree. Yeah, I think definitely Galese deserves to get paid, whatever he wants to get paid. I think he needs to be the one of the top best keepers. I mean, paid keepers in the MLS, in my opinion. And uh, we'll talk about the MLS All-Star. I think that's... Uh, I mean, I, I, I'm going to say it right now. I, I honestly don't care <laughs> at this point. Um, the MLS is going to push MLS-grown talent to go to Europe. Galese was not bred in the MLS. That is, I, I'm just saying it not in a negative way. I'm saying it in Galese already was an international stud when he came to Orlando. Here to play the national team. Um, Eslonina, in my opinion, he he cannot tie his shoes. Eslonina cannot tie his shoes, and he's going to be signed to Chelsea. Um, what's his name? Matt Turner can't can't tie his shoes either. Can't tie Galas's shoes, in my opinion, either. Uh, and you know, because Concacaf and Comebol level, Comebol level is high intensity level. U.S. Playing Comebol, playing against Brazil, Venezuela, Uruguay, Bolivia in the altitude. I mean, this is going to be tough conditions the U.S. has never been exposed to. Any of their keepers have been exposed to, unless it has, in back-to-back -back years. While outperforming in, in, the, in the MLS with Orlando City. So that's not taken into consideration. What's taken into consideration is all oh, the stats. You know, let's see how many games he had. And on the day, oh, you, know, you know, that takes in consideration. You know, they treat this like this is baseball or basketball or football. Um, it, it, it is more than that. I think the MLS needs to get better at that. They need to reward actually players that are actually outperforming not only in the national level, but also in the in the club level. And I think Alessa does both. But then again, you know, we don't make the rules. So, and I think he'll be okay. We just have to ink him. He needs to be inked again for two or three more seasons. And I think that should be Orlando's motto right now moving forward for Pedro Galese. Orlando City Fan TV, he had a couple of good performances in the Gold Cup. Yeah, go ahead. Definitely. How you doing, my friends? Jim D, sign everybody and everyone. We need it. That's right. I'm going to say uh, before I give the pass to, to Dave, Nicolas um, Joaquini. All right. Uh, personally, I like to be very positive is, um, yes, uh, he is a young kid. He's going to be, he's going to be 22, um, very soon. He's a young, talented player with a room, uh, with a lot of room, uh, to, to grow and develop. In my opinion, I see this as a low risk, high reward type of player. Meaning is, um, there is a chance that, Pareja could mentor him and, and do his magic. He could adapt to his system and then he could excel tremendously. And getting him, like Dave said, on a, on a free, and not only that, he won't require an international spot. I think um, it's great. 
And another thing that I want to say that is a great move is that you can see that Orlando is letting go of signing, you know, the Wains of the world, right? Uh, that 35 and up players, right? Um, they, Orlando is trying to sign young, talented players like maybe Cara, Facundo Torres, now Joaquini. Obviously, he, he didn't get the chance to excel in the second, in the League Two in France. Let's see what he can do in the MLS. And again, I want to say it. We need to support him because he's going to come here. He's going to try to do great. No one comes to a team to say, oh, I'm going to suck in this place. No, no. He's going to come here to prove himself. Let him prove himself. But don't be crying after five, four games and he's not scoring and saying, oh, what do we do? The Luis Musa needs to go. Pareja needs to go now. No, we cannot do that. We need to be responsible in what we say and, and what we and when we vent, and we need to give him the the time to adapt to his system. There's a reason why he's coming, and there's a reason why maybe somebody more seasoned, like maybe Paulo Guerrero or maybe another player that it's a high profile player, is not coming to Orlando, and he is. And I want to say that it's good that the club is investing in young talented players. You know, I see. You know, I talked to a friend, and I give the mic to Dave. Talked to a friend today from Sporting KC. He's a huge fan of Sporting KC. He covers Sporting KC there. He told me, I'm so upset that Joaquini, we didn't get not even a dollar out of what happened with Joaquini. He sees uh, this as their Mueller. So Joaquini is their Chris Mueller, Sporting KC. So what if he excels in Orlando? And, and, and we have another, you know, Daryl DK moment. He's trying to sell himself to go to the U.S. men's national team. That's his goal. Let's 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 give him a chance, you know. And he he can play two roles, which I think that's what we need. We need the wing and we need a nine. So I think that's perfect. Uh, what are your thoughts, Dave? I I think that a lot of people feel that Europe has to be a one-way street. That if you come back and you are not coming back to retire, that somehow you have been a failure. Players players move all the time, guys. Players move all the time. Excuse me. I'm, I'm willing to to give uh, Nick here an opportunity. And, uh, you know, he seems like a wholesome guy. You know, looking at his social media, you know, mom, dad, sister, brothers. He looks like a wholesome dude that, you know, just – Again, we, we had this conversation on Twitter, uh, people that follow me, about the qualities that Oscar Pareja wants on his players. And they have to be beyond the pitch. How is the, this person's character off the pitch? Is this person a problematic individual? Is this a person who's, whose ethics and whose values are going to compromise the image of the club, the quality of, the, uh, of play? And I want to remind everybody that before Oscar Pareja, this club had players being arrested. This club had uh, players uh, engaging in, in domestic violence issues. This club had issues of uh, players being banned from parks for drunkenness. This, this, this team had a lot of you know, infidelities that, that embarrass this club. There's a lot of things that has happened before. And, of course, yes, I know everybody's going to bring up Gonzalez, the Gonzalez issue, the kid that came in, uh, I, I think it was like 2021, 
got arrested. But you know, you can't you can nail them all. I say, uh, but you know, this is a guy that that is that is super talented. I want to say, listen, Daryl DK here, a machine, went to the championship, destroyed every team. He played my little league two fourth division team, Steve Inich. And I watched the highlights, and they make him look silly. They didn't score; they lost. They, the, the, you know, West Brom lost that game two 0 and uh, both goals were for defensive mistakes that Daryl Dickey made. I'm sad to say. So, friends, just because a player goes to Europe doesn't mean they are better. Just because a player player comes back doesn't mean they 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 are bad. So let's again let's support these guys. If you're wearing purple, you're my dude. I will support you uh, till the end of the earth. And, and that's all I have to say about that. I, I know Paola will agree with me on that. Respect. Uh, yeah. because we had this conversation on Sunday about, you know, us in, as individuals always promoting fan of the club, not the result. I think, Luis, we need to make that our, our mission statement because we need sure. to – Turn the fans into into just that. Fans of the club, not the result. We are uh, we're seventeen people live right now. Only five likes. Uh, please drop us a like to get to more people. The more likes we get, the more YouTube recommends us to other to other uh, people, so they can spread the word. Um, let's read some comments here. Citrus FC says, "What are where are the goals that justify a signing?" Um, well, I, again, you know. Um, who else are you going to get um, an international? You're going to sign an international DP in the middle of the season. I'm putting myself in the shoes of uh, Luis Musi and, and Ricardo Moreira. I mean, I knew that any new signings that are coming in the middle of the season are going to be either MLS or, you know, within the league or, or maybe a U.S. men's national team, you know, like Josh Sargent or something like that, you know, at that level. Uh, and, and I did not expect that they actually were going to sign somebody international like that. Like they could have, but um, I think this is like, again, it's a low risk, high reward player that needs to prove himself is hungry to score and be a starter more than likely in some games. And uh, again, you know, uh, it's let's, let's see what he can do. He did have some good performances with the U S men's national team. And a lot of people, when he was not called up, were saying, "Why was he wasn't? Why was he not called up?" Right. So he wants to show out himself, so he can maybe make the World Cup roster. Right. I mean, you you never know, you know. So let's see what he can do. He says here, Orlando City Fan TV. Does it hurt bringing someone that is um, that's not in season when we're getting into the crunch time of our season? Um, I mean. Well, I, I can't answer that, Luis. Um, sure. First of all, uh, we have to remind everybody that Gaston Gonzalez's injury was not in the cards. Nobody yeah, planned, not, not even the player himself. We, he was 20 minutes away from getting – for all we know, he was five minutes away from being sub, and he, and he blew his knee. That was a curveball. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Thank you. Perfect analogy. Yeah, it, it was unexpected. So now, 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 our plans for uh, the the wing get get scuttled. So we go for Jack Mulraney, who won it out of Atlanta, and we're gonna talk about Atlanta next. Uh, uh, who has who has provided, uh, who has been a stopgap player. I, I was solid. 
yeah, solid, super surprised, solid. super talented, solid. nice guy. Again, all checking all the boxes of what Pareja wants, and then we add more depth into into the left back situation. Listen, the, 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 there's a lot of the, there's a lot of credible sources that I have talked to that say that that John Moutinho's gone. That you know, they're saying that hey, listen, uh, you know, I, I I gotta say it. Some somebody who I I trust. And, and and don't make me look bad. <laughs> uh, is friends with Joel Moutinho's dad, and 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 they said he he's gonna be moving on to 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 Europe. So don't be surprised because the window closes uh, August fourth. Don't be surprised if Moutinho's out, and then this is the replacement. Uh, I believe, and I, I can be wrong. Uh, please correct me. I believe. Moutinho had a green card and wasn't counting as an international. So, obviously, bringing an American is, is the right thing to do because, uh, if I'm not mistaken, we only have, we only have one uh, international spot, which is the one that Sylvester Van der Water uh, left open. With that said, um, the, uh, so that's, that's the situation. That's the situation. I think with that, we are, we're, we're a little, uh, be, you know, uh, Sword against, uh, you know, between a, a hard and a rock place, uh, in 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 that particular position because the Gaston Gonzalez situation, it wasn't it wasn't planned that way, uh, and you know, with all the respect to uh, uh, Kyle Smith, uh, he is he's not a left footed player, uh, and he's only there because he's serviceable. It's one of those things, uh, eureka moments where we figure out, hey, this right footed guy can play left back decently, but he is not what we need in that position because we need a left footed player. So I'm sorry that I jumped in, Luis. I just, if, if, if I <laughs> Sure. Citrus FC sounds like Vanderwater. I mean, Vanderwater was uh, from the Erevedice from the, the Netherlands uh, first division. Um, and he was actually Vanderwater, one of the best players in, in, in his team. Right, he was a top top prospect. So sometimes it just doesn't pan out. I mean, he didn't really have a lot of an impact. I mean, uh, the MLS is a very physical league, and Joaquin he looks at the type of player that he can play physically. I mean, uh, let, let's see him in action, right? Let's see him in action. I know uh, people from uh, Sporting KC are upset, <laughs> are upset that he's actually signing with Orlando. So, and that's also a pretty good sign. I mean, Sporting KC, former MLS champ, you know. Uh, play a couple MLS finals, you know, so let's keep an eye on that too. You know, let's not just kill him, you know, as soon as he got here. Felix Quijano, we still need a really good striker. That's right. I think we we should have a, a, a open DP slot hopefully opening up and, you know, hopefully, you know, the front office does, you know, does it right and, and signs a high-profile player. I think uh, Orlando needs a high-profile profile player like Luis Nani at some point, right? So for sure. Felix Quijano, when when does Galese's contract run out? Uh when do you know that uh Dave? Uh when does Galese's uh, contract December. Run out? December, December right? Yes. Yeah December. Yeah he he goes on a free. He goes on a free. Right now actually he can negotiate his contract with any other team. The thing is this is how and I'm gonna say this and again only the truth here. Okay. Peru did not go to the World Cup. And that is a huge factor, deciding factor for Galese. Why? He loses value in a way. 
not going to the World Cup would have definitely catapulted him. And it probably would have been, probably another team would have snatched him because of the high profile and he's going to play in the World Cup. He's going to be a two-time World Cup goalkeeper for a national team playing Conmebol. So Saudi Arabia could have snatched him. Uh, Turkey could have snatched him. I don't see him playing in England because of the height. You know, apparently that's what they Peruvian media says. But, I mean, it would have been nice for, you know, a team like Arsenal or even Crystal Palace think of him as a striker. But they go more for, like, the tall, like the Eduard Mendy type uh, keepers, right? So, uh, but definitely Portugal, he, uh, Peru didn't go to the World Cup. That decreases his value completely. And I think the only offer right now on the table, believe it or not, it is Orlando City. So if I'm Orlando City right now, I honestly will, you know, sign him up right now, you know, you know, and and not wait till December because you're gonna give him a lot of time to think, and um, then that's when teams are gonna get him on a free, and he can definitely then have a higher chance to go. Uh, Citrus FC, we need to uh, to do anything to keep Galese, best keeper we've had since Gallardo in US. Amen on that. Oh, that's right. Like, I was fantastic. People forget oh, yeah, that because they, they, they all they see is the attractive, handsome <laughs> Mexican guy with a microphone. They forget that man was a machine oh, back he in was the a day. Machine. He, was, he, was, he was a beast. He was a beast. Every time I see him, it's kind of weird, believe it or not, because uh, I mean, he's, he's such a phenomenal person. Like, like, he no ego at all. He shakes your hand, he looks you in the eye, like freaking down to earth. And it's weird because, you know, I, I support Orlando since inception and, you know, seeing him now walking, Hey, Lewis, how you doing, my friend? I'm like, Oh shoot. Like that's, is this real? Like that thing, right? No, but uh, honestly, no, he's, he's a phenomenal player, you know, and I agree with that wholeheartedly. I think uh, we need to definitely make a, let's say, you know, uh, a staple here in the city, you know, for sure. And make him, I mean, he knows he, he loves the city. I know for a fact, and he wants to stay here many years, but you know he also has a family to feed, family to take care of. He has a family to to vouch for, and if they put him a whole buttload of money, um, and he's on a free, and his agents tell him, "Hey, you know, this is all for you," you know. Now, Lord, uh, just to think that we can go and and grab a player of his quality after what we saw this week, it it, it definitely is. Uh, it, Listen, I, I'm not the type of guy to fall in love with players because they come and go, like we always say. But Pedro Alese, first of all, the impact that Orlando has had in his life, his personal life, oh, yeah. has been immense. Uh, you know, we have seen a transformation of Mr. Party Animal into a laser-focused individual. Uh, you can see, you know, his family, his kids, his kids, which are about to enter the school system. That's the other. That's another. That's another factor. I mean, not for nothing, my friends. The guy's getting paid in dollars on time. His family is living in a nice neighborhood in a city where, you know, language is not a problem for them. Uh, their needs are taken care of. They have friends. You yeah. know, it, again, it's, it's the, there's a Peruvian community here that supports him, that respects him, um, that, that gives him the freedom to, to just go do their thing without, you know, having people. Can I take a picture? Can you send a video message? Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, so that 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 we have to remember that we have to remember, and you know, I am I am proud to to, to say that that uh, Pedro Galese is an Orlando City player because the guy yeah. 
the guy after after that devastating loss in Qatar, and for the guy to you know, and the club gave him the opportunity just take some the few days diffuse. Is I know my boys need me. Jumped on that jet, got there and and played and has been giving us the performances. I mean, again, um, just just within reason. Let's let's give him something that says I want to stay here. You know. Yeah, for sure. And uh, just to add here, you know, I think, um, you know, he was another low risk, high reward player. And Orlando has experience in high risk, low reward. Adrian Winter, the, 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 the lover voice. Don't forget, he was a high risk, low, low risk, high reward player. So let's see what Orlando can pull off. No, Galese came from a failure in the Mexican League. Tiburones, they benched them. Veracruz benched them. They didn't want nothing to do with him. He ended up going, moving back to Peru to Alianza Lima. And the club died, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, karma, karma's a B, right? So I'm saying that club died. He went to Peru. Uh, a lot of people questioned him coming back from MX. And here comes Orlando City. You know, uh, they got him into a very cheap deal. Uh, he was one of the under, you know, underpaid goalkeepers in the MLS. Uh, his salary, you guys can check it out online, what, what his salary is, I'm sure. It's still there. Um, and you can see Brad Guzan getting paid 800K. Brad Guzan, 800K. And he's delivering those type of performances. That's what I'm saying. So low risk, high reward. Jo Joaquini, you know, Orlando has some experience on that. Let's see what they can do with that, right? Felix Quijano says, what are you guys' prediction for the Arsenal game? Hopefully, because I'm a Chelsea fan, I will love Orlando to defeat them 2-0. Nobody needs to get hurt. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who's going to play, but we need, we need that, those points for Philly. For sure. I wouldn't play anybody from the yeah. starting lineup. Mm -mm. Uh, I mean, if I mean, I, I don't want to be mean, but I mean, we should definitely have Taylor, you know, uh, Thomas Williams. Uh, I would love to see, uh, you know, Moses Tablante, you know, having some minutes, maybe have Ergen Cara as your striker, Moses Tablante uh, right behind him. Rivera. I mean, th this, this is the opportunity to experiment. And also prepare the players for what's coming in Philly because Philly is the best team in the East. Whether you like it or not, whether they have boring players, people say, no, but they have boring players. They play a boring system. I mean, they are the best team in the East and this for a reason, right? And, um, you know, I think this Arsenal game, we got to take it as a, as a practice and we need to definitely get some players that are going to, you know, Javier Otero, it will be good to see him too. We already signed him for, for, for a couple of days. It would be good to see Javier Otero. I'll be honest with you. I mean, what if Arsenal looks at him and sees, hey, I see this guy behind my turner. <laughs> and then they, you know, I, I don't know, right? Um, I, I think it's a great opportunity to get the, the team ready and try to practice the, the what, what they want to put on the pitch against Philly because that's the most important game, in my opinion. No, absolutely. So, um because time is, is it's it's like water in our hands. Uh, we're moving on, I guess, to the to the Atlanta uh, yeah. game, and um, 
I, I would like for Paola to to start us with that on her impressions because obviously it's a it's the rare opportunity that we had to uh, in this podcast to just be like physically right next to each other as the things unfold. So Paola, lead us into your impressions about the Atlanta game. Impressions about the Atlanta game. I was praying the entire game for no um, injuries. And you can ask you can ask David about it because that turf, let me tell you something. I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Um, <clears throat> because I'm thinking about the Red Bull game, but I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about Atlanta. Focus. So Atlanta. Um, beautiful set piece about Pereira because of Jake Moraney. Because this dude, he's not scoring goals, but he's taking opportunities for us to get us set pieces like this see people is not always scoring goals is looking for this awesome opportunities to get set pieces like this and i'm happy for for pereira because it's so it felt so cruel to score a goal like this in front of atlanta fans they were like oh <gasps> It was cold as ice, let me tell you. So, um, but then we settled. We settled. We settled. Um, those subs that Oscar Pareja made, I didn't like them. I'm going to blame the dude. I love Oscar, but it was on him. Um, he he threw the, the, um, the game. Pato should have been in that game earlier, not in the 88, 88, 86 minutes, um, not um, not at that time. So I wish we couldn't we couldn't let that um, set piece uh, scored for Atlanta. Um, it was sad, but at the same time, thank to San Pedro Galese for those saves, um, the audacity for MLS not putting him on the MLS bench or whatever it is. Cause yeah, I'm, I don't crazy. It, it's, it's the audacity. Like no one, no one from Orlando, man. It's unbelievable. No one for Orlando. We're fifth. We're fifth no one for, MLS. And they serious? put this dude, they put this dude from Atlanta. Like Who, that's the audacity. Uh, Joseph Martinez. No, no. Um, the dude oh, that he just. I got a squirt. Oh, come on. Luis Araujo. Wow. Listen, um, in, 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 in that, and I'm sorry, the Paula, Paula, oh, no, no, I don't ahead, want to interrupt you. Uh, I, uh, I watch that go uh, in, on my TV, freeze frame it. And what happened there was what Paula and I were, and, and, and your fiance, we were talking all game. There was fans with whistles in the supporter section. There was fans with whistles in the supporter section. I was able to confirm that with people that were at the game. Friends that follow Atlanta and friends that follow Orlando City, uh, the, both sets of groups were frustrated at the fact that security did not uh, confiscate these whistles and threw those people out. Because what I was told from people that were there was the Orlando goal happened because the Atlanta goalkeeper uh, was surrounded by all these whistles and he did not know that the ref had already blown his whistle for uh, for us to take a free kick. And you know what? In all honesty, we don't have to wait for anybody. You know, they gave us the opportunity. We took it. We scored. We don't have to apologize for that. 
But the goal that happened for them, uh, there was a, a two or three false starts. And if you if you watch the video, you see the ref pointing to his whistle saying, it's me. Okay, I'm about to blow the whistle because um, they, 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 were, they kept blowing the whistle. And what ended up happening is um, Andres Perea keeps the goal scorer on side because Andres Perea gets, I don't know, Confused. Loses his place, right? He loses his place, and you can see he's far out. The the Atlanta player looks back, sees what's going on. Basically, the kicker kicks it there, and um, Pedro was expecting the ball to fall, and you can see him getting ready yeah. to catch the ball. And at that point, the Atlanta player just basically uh, heads the ball in, and and it was too late. If if Pedro would have expected them to to attack the goal that way. I'm pretty sure that he would have had stopped it. But unfortunately that's what happened. Uh you know, a shame. A shame that 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 fans are violating one of the clauses of the uh, MLS fan code of conduct, which is interfering with the referee's uh, job, which is to be uh to be the enforcer of the rules of the game. And it I'm, was Purata. Purata was the one who scored yeah, Purata, that goal. Purata, yeah. yeah, he, he uh, in my opinion, it's a mediocre center back. That's that's uh, honestly, that's just my personal opinion. I think that's gonna be the only goal he's gonna score in a long time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, I wanna definitely say a couple of things regarding this game. And uh, aside of Pedro Galese, look, the, the Lions came out to me uh, from the get-go with a lot of intensity. I honestly was very surprised the way they were handling the game. And uh, Orlando just controlled the play, you know, with 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 uh, Mauricio Pereira right there. And they won a lot of set pieces and converted them none until the free kick. Uh, at least the one for the free kick that made them count, which in my opinion, that's great. But honestly... This is where, the, in my opinion, the game completely turned for Orlando. You cannot think that just one goal is going to do it. Yeah, I, I mean, there was no play after that. I mean, Atlanta dominated every single aspect of the game after that. I mean, let's just be completely honest. Atlanta had 18 shots on goal the whole game. Uh, Orlando had three. <laughs> you know, uh and um, also the fouling, you know, it, it is a derby, you know, for us is a derby, at least for Orlando City fans is a derby. I don't know for Atlanta, but for Orlando fans, you know, they got Orlando had 12 crosses. They got 21 crosses, um, you know, 12 fouls for Orlando, eight fouls for Atlanta. It was a very, very choppy game. And uh, unfortunately, uh, Orlando got, you know, the draw. Um, that goal should have never occurred. It was a miscommunication in the defense, whether somebody beeped or whistled or whatever. But the changes, um, like like Paula was saying, the changes and the and the changes didn't work. You know, um, you know, the the subs did not work at all. You know, uh, unfortunately, I, I I don't know. You know taking out Kara, putting Tesho there, um, Andres Perea, you know, so it's like when, when those changes came, I, I thought, okay, we're going to park the bus. Right. And, and again, 
when we play against a team like maybe Inter Miami, a, a team that's doing pretty bad in every single like level, mid, attack, defense, it could be we could definitely maybe park the bus and win, right? But when you're playing Atlanta United, that whether it's dead last or but they have exciting players, players that are still making some some traction there. You cannot give them that space. You cannot just park the bus with them. You have to have some sort of level of attack. And that's where I think, uh, in my opinion, um, they, they kind of misjudged. And uh, the, the subs did not work out at all. And Orlando was cornered. I, I was actually surprised that Orlando actually tied the game. Because <laughs> um, Atlanta could have scored a couple. And uh, that tells you there's something there. They don't have a, you know, Joseph Martinez. I think he should be leaving next season. If I'm Atlanta mm -hmm. fans, I'm I'm shipping him out. Dom Dwyer was close twice to score. Uh, Joseph Martinez, I don't know what he did, but he's not the Joseph Martinez of old. So, right. um, I mean, those things you got to fix. Because when, you, when Orlando plays against Seattle Sounders, they play against the Sounders, they play against teams that are – on a higher level than Atlanta, we're, it's going to be a struggle. It's going to be a struggle if we keep doing that. You know, uh, we need to be still attack and still be protagonist. Uh, feel, feel like we are protagonists at least of the play. And, and Luis, uh, if you look at this, this, the stats, they, they are scary looking. 18 shots for Atlanta, three for us. Yeah. Four on target for them, one for us, which obviously the goal. Uh, possession 62 to 38. Yeah. Chances created one, us zero, corners ten, in uh, for us two. This was this was complete domination of Atlanta. They dictated the uh, the the tempo. They they you know uh, Paola mentioned to me that uh, she she was surprised about how the turf played out for us. That we have watched games on turf, it was expected, um, and you know. Yes, if uh, if uh, Pato's goal would have gone in, we'll yeah. right now we'll be uh, you know ripping our clothes off and screaming uh, to the to the heavens. But you know they also had an opportunity by a very dangerous Joseph Martinez that had that, had it gone in, forget about it. And Tom Dwyer doing things that he never did here, exactly. not even in USL, not even in USL, things that he never did in USL to the point. That I, I, you know, he actually approached um, Pedro Alese. Yeah, he did. Uh, because uh, he thought he thought he had broken his arm, because that he 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 kicked that ball with a lot of strength, a lot of torque, and uh, Pedro Alese stopped it. And um, if you see, if you see, I I, I um, live, I thought he broke his arm. That's what, or, or at least his wrist. That's that's what I thought. Several people approach him. Are you okay? You know, when when you see when you see players from the opposing team sort of like checking on 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 your player, you know, it's it's it's, it's professional concern. Are you okay? You know, the, the, are, you know, are you fine? Will you continue? Because obviously, you know, this is um uh, a brotherhood. I mean, not for nothing. Dom Dwyer played here. He knows Pedro. You know, there's there's a friendliness there. And the last thing you want to do is you know. Uh, break somebody's arm but uh it was it, it was it was a, an incredible it would have been a golazo trust me that had that had gone in the atlanta fans will be sending us that on repeat for, from here till next year uh but you know 
again, Pedro Gales has saved us uh, from the embarrassment and the humiliation. Uh, and you know what? I, I'm going to say it. Um, these are teams that are, uh, and, I, and I told Paola this uh, uh, last night, I am tired of, and I have said it in this podcast many times, I am tired of, uh, of Orlando City bringing people from the den. You know, bringing people from the den. These teams, their seasons, in my opinion, should be done. But there, there we go, giving points to teams that have no business being in the playoffs, um, giving hope to a fan base that, listen, that place was empty they, 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 before this game. They're like, oh, I'm going to give up all my season tickets. I'm not going to go to the games anymore. And we, and Orlando City comes to town, and all of a sudden they, they're reinvigorated. We need to stop that, uh, which obviously at the end of that game started, my friends, the uh, puppy out. Uh, and I, I would like to, to uh, throw my hat in the ring about this. Um, personally, David Valentin, the individual, right? Me, this is not, I'm not talking about uh, my co-host or this podcast. Me personally, I like, I like, Oscar Pareja, the person, the individual. I think uh, his values, his morals, his ethics are uh, going in line with what I want in a manager and going in line with a person that I can show my respect to. Oscar Pareja is a hardworking individual, first one to go into uh, 1000 Bill Beck Boulevard. That's our training facility, in case you're wondering. And last one to leave. This is the guy that turns the lights on, starts the coffee, and the, and the guy that shuts the lights off. And I believe, if you have watched my video on my YouTube channel, The Legendary David, uh, where I explain my vision on what leadership should be, my, I, 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 I laid out the, our history with managers, while Oscar Pareja, and this is all I'm going to say about this subject, uh, while Oscar Pareja came in at a moment of turmoil, steadied the ship, got us to where we needed to be, um, it's, it's perfectly okay for fans to question if a better manager can take us to the promised land. And again, we haven't played Open Cup yet. We haven't finished the season for all we know, we win Open Cup, we win MLS, we win Supporter Shield with Oscar Pareja, and and, and this conversation it's is useless and and null and void. But what I'm afraid, Luis and Paola, and and with this I finish, is that we are turning into a culture where if fans say, "Hey, maybe we need to start looking in a different direction," then that per person is attacked. As, oh, you are not supporting the team. You hate the team. You know, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's okay to say that. And uh, in my video, I actually I mentioned uh, a, a story where I, I took a, a leadership class in, in, in the congregation I'm a member of. And, and our rabbi said, uh, there's two types of leaders. There's Moses and, and, and Joshua's. And... Uh, for those that are not Christian or Jewish or are not religious at all, are not familiar with the story, uh, I'll, I'll give you the, the one-minute uh, uh, review of that. Um, when he said some leaders are like Moses, well, Moses is the one that takes the people from slavery, deals with all the issues, 40 years in the desert, and, and basically conditions these people to believe that they can go into the promised land and conquer it. 
He gets the people to the shore of uh, the Jordan River, and then Joshua takes over. And Joshua is the one that takes them to the promised land and conquers and everything. So basically what he, what, what Marara was trying to say is some people for, for different seasons, there's, there's a leader, you know, they're like, perhaps Oscar Pareja is our Moses, the one that has to deal with all the turmoil, all the divisions, all the problems and sets us up for success for another leader to take over. That could be a possibility and that we need to explore, that we need to introspectively look at ourselves. His contract expires this year. The Wolves have given him, have given him reasonable amount of time and weapons to take us forward. It is to the people that sign the checks if Oscar Pareja is given another season. And whatever happens, I will support the club and I will support, obviously, our manager, who's a fantastic individual. But like Luis has asked us many times when this subject is brought up, if we let him go, who is going to take that position? And with that, I give the microphone to the guys. Yeah, um, when it comes to Oscar Pareja, he's a, he's, a, um, he's a coach that has changed the face of Orlando City uh, for the better. Um, Orlando City was uh, an, as a club that was he heading towards being the Orlando Magic 2.0. And he grabbed the same players that were failures on the one season and made them into the MLS Cup, uh, MLS's back final. You know, the same players. You know, people question why Junior Russo was signed. People question why Luis Nani was signed in the beginning. They became cornerstones of the club. He re revitalized the career of Luis Nani. Luis Nani was coming from Europe, not being a very high-profile player. He excelled here to the point that he's right now playing in. He played in Italy one season, and now he's playing in Australia in a top club there. So um, this is thanks to his coaching staff too. Now, Yes, change is good, change is better, but who are you going to put in his place, right? Uh, in the middle of a season, are you going to go ahead and just cut him in the in the middle of a season? How responsible is that, right? And I think it's very responsible to to say that. Um, we need to definitely see our options. Who are you going to get, Bruce Arena? You guys want Bruce Arena? You guys want, uh, who do you guys want? Ricardo Gareca? It's going to be seven $7 million, Ricardo Gareca. Gabriel Heinze, he's available. Sebastián Becachese, probably you're like, who, who's that? Who we're going to get? Uh, Jason Christ 2.0? I mean, exactly, right? Uh, Miguel Ángel Ramírez, is he going to come over here? So, I mean, you have a lot of coaches, but in order to 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 make them succeed too, you know, you got to give them the you know the keys of the castle, right? And I think uh, Pareja with those keys have gotten the club into the playoffs contention with a team that is uh, you know doesn't have a lot of uh, aside of Luis Nani, at some point there really wasn't a lot of flair, right? If you think about it, there wasn't like a, a signing like maybe you know I don't know Slatan Ibrahimovic or maybe Carlos Vela. Or Gareth Bale, right? Uh, it's been a, a team that has gone to the playoffs and, and battled. Now, I think there's going to be some additions and some depth in the team coming in for next season. 
and let's see what happens, right? I, I believe it's too soon to say. Let's see after U.S. Open Cup. Let's see what happens, right? In, in my opinion, I think that'll be the best, uh, most accurate decision. Do I want him to stay? For sure. You know, uh, do I? Where do I see Oscar Pareja? I think he'll be a better coach than Burhalter for the U.S. Men's National Team. There's a possibility. He knows the system of the MLS in the palm of his hand. He could get into the. What if he gets to the U.S. Men's National Team? He he can. He definitely can. He he's capable. Now, um, in my opinion, he's better than Burhalter, if you ask me. Uh, but you know, who who are you going to get, right? Who 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 are you going to get now? Um, uh, what coach? You know, that's going to be a, a question to discuss. But I mean, I will rather discuss this when the you know when Orlando, you know. Uh, is in the U.S. Open Cup final, and, and let's see, you know, if Orlando loses the U.S. Open Cup final, reaching the finals, you know, we got Pareja delivering a final of, uh, of MLS's back and a final in U.S. Open Cup. Now it's up also to the players to... It happened to Ricardo Areca in Peru, you know. He 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 had full trust in the players, and the, and the players failed him. They didn't deliver. And that's why Peru didn't go to the World Cup. Now, I'm not saying it's the same here, but I'm saying is that also the players need to have some sort of responsibility. The coach can absorb everything, every single ounce of it. So, you know, uh, the defense needs to be subpar. It needs to be on point to in order to excel too. Uh, in, in my opinion, defenses win championships. So we need to boost our defense. We need to also boost our attacking third. And let's see, you know, uh, personally, change is good, but also who do you give the keys to the kingdom to? In my opinion, is the team cannot lose it, its identity. And I think Oscar Pareja has established an identity for Orlando City. Um, no no other coach has done that in Orlando. Uh, no Jason Christ, Inchi maybe, but he didn't have a chance, in my opinion, to maybe um, take the team under his wing. He was controlled by former ownership that wanted to put certain type of players in certain type of positions, and it wasn't working his way. And unfortunately, you know, the results were there, and then they let him go. They let Inchi go, right? And people, till this day, they are, they're upset about it. And now Inchi excelled in Minnesota United. He, he reached important things in Minnesota United. He still haven't won the big one, but he reached it. Now, what if Pareja leaves Orlando, reaches U.S. men's national team, and wins the big one? <laughs> or, or he gets up there, or goes to a different team and wins the big one, right? It, it, this is the, the Orlando cycle. It happens even in basketball. Everybody wins the big one outside of Orlando, and they don't win the big one in Orlando. I think we need to be patient. I think we need to definitely know who we're going to give the keys to the kingdom to before we jump and say he needs to go. You know, um, I, I think that's just my opinion. I don't know what Paola thinks. I, I don't know how to follow that. That's that's the perfect thing. Like, people need to, like, calm down. Um, I know that we're not in a good position right now because we're not getting the result that we want to see. Um we just need some death 
let's see what it happens. The word patience fifth. is the key. Patience, patience. Um, I trust in, in Ricardo Moreira. Let's let's see what happens. When when Oscar got here, he didn't had like David said, Frankenstein. We we he had a Frankenstein um team. He had some that he needed to to work with. Then he was little by little converting it of what he wanted it. Now he needs to look for for what he needs to adapt and what why not but if the team whatever the front office wants to fire him needs to be at the end of the season not at, in the middle of the season great guy i don't think if they're gonna fire him it needs to be now because i'm focused on the open right. cup so let's see what happens It will disrupt everything too. Yeah, I yeah, mean, no, I mean, no. I, I, I mean, look at this picture right here. I mean, look, look, look at how many lives he's impacted. He's positively impact lives. Like, yeah. look, look, look at Antonio Carlos, the type of player he is. He went from Palmeiras, you know, Junior Urso. He was playing Corinthians. He played Chinese league. Like, look at Pato. Pato came here, and people judge and question his signing. He he's revealing he's he's done the same thing he did with Nani. Now he's done it with Pato, like the same thing. So this is a pattern that we need to definitely look, and we need to get the right pieces of the the right players in the right positions, and then I think we'll be I think we'll be fine. No. And oh, sorry to cut you off, Luis, mm -hmm. but if people forget the the first goal that Pato scored this season all when that press conference Pato almost cried because he was saying how much that goal me meant for him and he looked at Oscar and he was describing that because he was saying the only person who believed on him was Oscar Pareja and he was yeah. describing that moment so people if you forget about that go for look for that video and 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 mentally, um, I don't know, uh, YouTube it and, and, and reflect on it. Yeah, definitely. You know, um, you know, you know, he, he when you have a, a coach to express such good things about his team, his his players, you know, and literally tells them, "Hey, I take the bullet, not you." You know, um, you know, it it, that means a lot. Not a lot of coaches do that. You wouldn't, you wouldn't believe how many, how many coaches in South America, they're like, no, it's their fault, dude. Me? Ha! Huh. No, I did everything I could. But hey, if you're putting, I'm not, I'm not a magician, dude. I'm not a magician. There's a lot of coaches that says I'm not a magician. He's never said that. He's he's taken the bullet many times, you know. And and and, and you know, let's see, let's see what happens, right? I, I think. It's 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 a fair assessment on his on on what's happening with Oscar is after mm -hmm. the U.S. Open Cup. I, I think, you know, because what if we win silverware? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're we're right. getting out of ourselves. Right, of course. So I mean, let's do some comments here. Let's say Jared Dawn. I want to say hello to Jared. He says, great show, great show, everyone. Thank you for doing this. No, thank you, Jared, thank for you. being here. Thank you to everybody that's online right now as well. Citrus FC, Pato at the end, hitting the post, made all of our hearts stop. I do agree. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
you know, Citrus FC. I heard the whistles. They do that every Atlanta United game. Shake it right. And they need to definitely stop that for sure. Dennis Simmons. He says, who, step, who steps up to generate our second goal against Red Bull next Wednesday? Play Pato. Yeah, I, I, I think so. Torres, uh, Urso. I mean, the list goes. Yeah, I mean, there is there is a lot of options. I think, uh, like I was, we were saying also in previous episodes, we need to have a somebody else. Because have you seen how many how many tackles Pereira gets? <laughs> like, because yeah, because people know two are gonna guard Pereira because if we take Pereira out, the whole uh, um, no one's gonna attack. In Orlando, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. we need to have an, an an ace of spades right there. And who's, the, in my opinion, the most suitable person? We have two. We have Pato who could play the ten, and we have mm-hmm. also Facundo Torres. I think we should definitely, instead of giving him the freedom to go from right to left, right to left, just say, "Hey, man, you become the ten if Pereira, you know, we're stabbing him." Or let's say we're playing an inferior team, right? Let's say we're playing somebody that's in the, the bottom of the league, right? Let's go ahead and put maybe Facundo Torres as a 10 and try him out. Why not? We'll, we'll you know, have options there on the 10. Um, you know, and, so. and, I, and I like what you mentioned, uh, Luis, because this ushered us to our last topic of the night. Um, there's 12 games left, my friends. There's 12 games left. That's 36 points, six away, six at home. And uh, quickly, I'm going to l- remind you that 50 points is the magic number to make playoffs. And that means that out of those 36 points, we need 30 to hit the 50 out of because uh, right now we are at, my goodness, I wrote it down and I can't find it. <laughs> we are at, uh, how many points we have right now? 30. 30, 30 okay. points. All sure. right, so. Yeah, so we need 20. I'm sorry. So we need 20 points. Um, so this is what the month of July has uh, left for us. Um, we got the Philadelphia game at home. Then we have uh, D.C. away. Uh, then we go August. We have New England home, Red Bulls away, uh, Charlotte away, New York City at home. Uh, Seattle at home. Seattle's the only Western team that we're going to be facing on these last 12 games of the season. Um, we're going to be uh, in the month of September. We're going to have Miami away, Philadelphia away, Atlanta at home, Toronto at home. And this is a critical month. The last two games of the season uh, in October, New York City away and Columbus at home. And the reason why I tell you guys that it's critical Last year, uh, our playoff um, pass was punched on the very end of the season. Last that last game when we went to Montreal, and Sebas Mendes made himself huge, and um, Daryl DK sort of uh, sealed the deal. Um, this is critical because there's a lot of teams from the 4th to the 11th position as of the recording of this podcast that are going to be fighting for those last spots. My opinion, my friends, New York City, Red Bulls, Philadelphia, they are safe. They're going to be on the top of the table unless they have something catastrophic happens to them. I see them staying there. Uh, I don't think we're going to catch them up, unfortunately. So out of, out of FC Cincinnati, Columbus, Montreal, Charlotte, Miami, 
New England, Atlanta, Orlando, and what I call the dark horse, Chicago, who can, who's right there in that uh, borderline. Uh, out of those teams, uh, FCC or uh, Cincinnati has the easiest with Chicago and D.C. The hardest is going to be for Charlotte with Philadelphia and Red Bulls. Columbus has Red Bulls and us. Montreal has D.C. and Miami. Miami has only one game in October, so they're going to be handicapped. If they need extra points, their season may be over because they don't have. Oh, I think he. Uh oh, we lost David. I think his. I think his internet. <laughs> I think his internet died. <laughs> uh, let, let's see. I think yeah, he got. Yep. He got. Yeah, he got. He got frozen. He got like Elsa and uh, <laughs> Elsa and Anna. I want to thank all the ten people online right now. Uh, let's read some comments and see if. Uh, what he can come him. back. Yeah, yeah. I think he's back. He's back right here. Oh. There you go, Dave. Go ahead. All right. So, <laughs> oh, what happened? That uh, something happened? No, it was your internet. Your internet went out. You went out. Oh my goodness! Are yeah, you serious? Yeah, Why yeah, did I, I left you guys off? Uh, you mentioned Columbus. And then, okay, okay. So uh, was I going over the last two games for each that's team? Right. That's yep. right. Okay. Yes, so if I mentioned Columbus, okay. Uh, where's Col Oh, wow. Okay, so Columbus has Rebels and Orlando City, Montreal, DC and Miami, Charlotte, Philadelphia and Red Bulls. Uh, Miami has one game, which it makes it a handicap for them because if they don't have the points by that point, it's, it's, it's a done season. Montreal, New England has Atlanta and Chicago. Atlanta has New England and New York City and Orlando, New York City. Our course, like I call it, Chicago has uh, FC, FC Cincinnati and New England. Uh, FC Cincinnati has the easiest last two games of the season and, and Charlotte has the last two. And in my personal opinion, Toronto and D.C., their seasons are done. They just don't have the, the talent and the personnel to catch up to make at least seventh place. So that's why we have, my friends, um, 12 games. We have to make the best out of them. We are going to be playing four teams that are above us as of the recording of this podcast and uh, eight teams that are below us as the recording of this podcast. So while we talked about the fact that we need to score uh, more than one goal, ever-present, food for thought, uh, for the uh, conspiracy theories, for the puppy outs uh, people, and uh, and for those people that feel that uh, we're still missing players that we need in order to get us to the very least at seventh place. All right. Uh, let's see. Let's read some comments. This is Veronica Nash. How you doing, Veronica? It says, please let Jensen hit from outside the box. Oh, I, I agree. I think uh shot from distance need to be something or Lennon could could apply in my opinion and also set pieces. That's definitely something that I need to get better at for sure. What are your thoughts, uh Dave? Um hitting it outside the box like Veronica Nash said. I think that's a good you know, good thing she's asking. Hitting it outside the box. Well for Jansen, yeah, I like uh his power shot. It's uh it's critical. You know, if we if we uh, if we shoot more in the box, things happen. We've seen it. Uh, we can't definitely not have a game like the one we had uh, against uh, Atlanta. And I I gave you guys what we have ahead of, in the season, who I, who we have it against, where and when, and how many points we need. 
So 20 points. It's a race for 20 points to make that that, that playoff spot. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. It's uh, it's gonna be a a good road uh, towards the playoffs. And uh, before we close the show, I want to get encourage everybody to um, sign up to our social media. We're at Twitter at LPO underscore podcast. We're also on Facebook, uh, YouTube as Loud and Proud Orlando. Click on the notification bell for more notifications. Uh, also, um, you know. Thank you guys for always supporting us and supporting the channel, supporting our social media accounts. Um, we appreciate it a lot. And uh, again, if you're trying to definitely, you're studying communications, you're starting, you know, you love soccer, you know, you want to contribute to, to the City Beautiful, you know, you can join us uh, here a lot and proud uh, to get to cover OCSC, OCB, Orlando Pride, writers, journalists, City Pride fans, send us a DM. Uh, we're looking uh, for you essentially to join us uh, here at half of the season already and to season 2023. Uh, it definitely, it's going to be good to have more people also in the, in the, in the panel and also uh, um, helping us out with, um, you know, writing and, and writing blogs for our website and, and, and all of that articles, things like that. So um, if you're interested and you want to get to cover Orlando city, Orlando pride and OCB, um, DM, DM me. You can find me at, uh, at LPO podcast or, uh, Pineda underscore ORL. Uh, less, less, um, less comments there, Dave, uh, before we close, you want to say anything else? Uh, this Saturday show up to the game against Philadelphia. Our boys need support. I am pretty disappointed at the fact that they scheduled the Chelsea, uh, Arsenal game at the same time. So obviously it's gonna subtract some of our fan base. I don't I don't blame anybody that goes to that game if that's your one of your favorite teams. Uh, obviously it's not an everyday opportunity, so uh, I'm okay with that. Uh, but you know, yeah, go support boys. I'm gonna be on vacation. I'm gonna miss this game, unfortunately. I'm going down to uh, uh, the pink territory. Uh, to spend some days with the family and uh, relax and all that good stuff. But I'm definitely going to be back for the Open Cup game with my boys. They want to join me, make some memories. I'm super excited about that. Uh, every time I go with just, just my kids and I, I think it's, it's a moment that I always treasure. And uh, with that said, uh, thank you very much for all the support. Um, please follow me on Twitter. Uh, Florida underscore man seven six, uh, the legendary David on uh, YouTube, uh, excuse me, where I'm blogging in Spanish and in English. And also, you get, you get my opinion on the uh, Pareja situation. And with that, I give the microphone to Paola for last words. Um, like David said, I'm, go I'm, I'm going to Saturday's game, um, I'm not going to the pig territory i'm not going on vacation <laughs> i don't have that fortune <laughs> not yet um i'm starting what david left but in spanish tiro de esquina i'm trying to start with alec um we tried to record it yesterday but his mic didn't work so we recorded in blooper so whatever we're gonna record it again so um, be on the lookout, Tiro de Esquina again on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter, Lola underscore Pau 13. Um, and dump us a like on LPO, please. And on YouTube, more for more subscribers, please, because we want to bump yeah. that up as well. 
So thank you guys. Yeah, we're at 414 subscribers, guys. So thank you to everybody that's been uh, supporting us. If you want to spread the word about your YouTube channel, uh, we have a lot of good material. Uh, we're also going to want to be announcing this soon, but there's going to be surprises for all Pride fans. So be, be on the lookout. Um, Pride fans, there's going to be some news coming out of LPO very soon regarding the Orlando Pride and also OCB. So um, just stick around and thank you so much for your support. And vamos Orlando, right guys? Vamos Orlando. Vamos Orlando. Let's go. Thank you. Hi, this is Luis Carlos Pineda from Loud and Proud Orlando. I want to thank you for listening to us through Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Help us grow our purple community by following us on all our social media outlets. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're also available on YouTube as Loud and Proud Orlando. We're available on Instagram as Pineda underscore O-R-L. We're available on Facebook as Loud and Proud Orlando. And on Twitter, as LPO underscore podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And vamos Orlando.